Hello and welcome to In Conversation With, a podcast from The Lancet Oncology. It's February 2024 and my name is Dr Cheryl Reeves. This month I'm delighted to be joined by Professor Mike Satterher from the Department of Nuclear Medicine, University of Pretoria, Pretoria, South Africa, who is going to talk to us today about his article entitled Actinium-225 PSMA Radioligand Therapy of Metastatic Castration-Resistant Prostate Cancer, a multi-centre retrospective study published in our February issue. Welcome. Thank you for joining me. Please explain why it is so important to investigate the anti-tumor effect and toxicity of actinium-225 PSMA radioligand therapy in patients with metastatic castration-resistant prostate cancer. Sure, uh, thank you so kindly. Uh, uh, the own community and the collaborators from the seven centers, including the Joint Research Center, would like to thank Lancet Oncology for, for, for the milestone in terms of advancing alpha therapy, uh, specifically actinial uh, 2 to 5 PSMA. The prostate cancer patients, by the time they uh, come to us, they are in an end stage four, and therefore they've got limited therapeutic options, despite the advances that we do have. So th- this therefore necessitates novel, novel measures of how we can uh, treat this devastating cancer. Uh, and, and we know that the recently approved uh, lutetium uh, uh, PSMA, which is a, a beta-emitting uh, therapeutic option, it has shown excellent results and hence it's available and it's approved. But there are about 30 patients that would still be refractory to this therapy. So this brings us to the fact that we should be looking at another form of radionuclide therapy, which are alpha particle limiting radionuclides. They have a higher energy uh, transfer rate. And then, of course, they importantly also have a shorter path length. So this gives them an advantage as to how you can actually utilize them in terms of these therapies. So therefore, we, we need to investigate the anti-tumor effect of actinium PSMA, since it is potent, to understand the molecular mechanisms of the cytotoxic action and then how we can best use this advantage to tackle the heterogeneous nature of prostate cancer and the fact that it is resistant to other forms of therapies. We, we are compared as well to know the anti-tumor effect so that we can best be able to provide strong evidence to guide other physicians in managing using alpha-emitting radionuclide therapies. And that's very important. And then, of course, uh, uh, in demonstrating the anti-tumor effect, which is substantial in, in, in this particular instance, but how durable is it? So we need to know what are the therapeutic responses, survival outcomes, and in so doing, you need to balance against the fact that you need to see is it therapeutic but giving adverse events as well, which may be detrimental, and especially that toxicities in this elderly patients that are heavily pretreated and have got limited bone marrow reserve and have comorbidities can be a, a life-threatening. So we must understand this well. But we, we, we know very well as well that there is also an issue of um, a, a theoretical issue of the recoil recoiling of the daughters from the alpha emitting uh, other neutralites. This can, of course, uh, give the issues of um, uh, releasing the daughters in the bloodstream and causing uh, unspecific damage to healthy tissues. So that, that needs to be documented, and, and, and we need to understand this very well. So, and and that, that's important uh, that we got that we know. 
but with uh, the antitoxicity, the, the, the toxicities and the anti-tumor effect. Please explain what your main findings were, particularly with reference to the primary endpoints of overall survival and progression-free survival. Yes, thanks for the main findings. That that's really really important to really and uh, understand uh, uh, and explain our main findings to the colleagues out there. So we we are very very excited. We are very excited on this important study that reports the largest study on actinium PSMA with four hundred and eighty eight patients that enrolled. Out of those, 1,174 cycles have been given actinium PSA with a median of two cycles, including the fact that they have had this extensive therapy. So we still demonstrate a great overall survival, overall survival of 15.5 months, really, really, really great overall survival. 15.5 months, it's really exciting. And then we also demonstrate a progression-free survival of 7.9 this is this is indeed great when compared to other forms of therapies, and I would like to also perhaps uh, break down the other variables that affects the overall survival. We we have shown that the, the overall survival, if you have uh, the patient that have got PSA decline of fifty or more, these patients then they will have um, a twenty four months versus nine. We also show that if the patients have had chemotherapy they actually have a reduced overall, overall survival of uh, 18 uh, versus 24 months. Very important, 18 versus uh, 24 months. If they have been exposed to TCM PSMA, the overall survival is again uh, reduced to 10 versus 18 months. And then if they have peritoneal metastasis, the overall survival is again reduced to 4,8 months versus 15 months. And if they have anemia, then the overall survival is again reduced to 10 versus 19 months. So you can see um, uh, this factors chemo, lutetium, peritoneal metastasis, and anemia, they reduce the overall survival and significantly so. And that, that's important. This now uh, lends us to know and understand how to select patients the best, which will benefit from this therapy, but also to use the resources that are limited well but also to discuss and know how we can sequence these patients best, including how to combine with other therapies, whether to use it with lutetium, with other established uh, uh, therapies, that's important. So it, it makes uh, actinium a favorable uh, uh, a candidate for these uh, um, combinations that might be there. And, and that's important, especially taking into consideration these various overall survivals. But in explaining the main findings, we also have to explain the toxicities. And in this study, it, it emerged that xerostemia was the common adverse effect, wherein we have 71% of the patients having a, a xerostemia. And out of those 71%, 68% actually would have xerostemia just after one cycle. And as the cycle progresses, prior cycles, you'll end up in the 90-something, 90 91%, 94% of the patients having xerostemia. It's a very big number and, and significant, of course. But we have to report that only 11 patients, two patients discontinued due to xerostomia. That's that's important, and, and we are excited about it. Now, what about the other toxicities? So renal toxicity greatly and higher. Only 5% had renal toxicity, which is important. And then with the hematotoxicities that are greatly and higher, 
in anemia, we had uh, regarding anemia, we had, we had only thirteen thirteen percent, leukopenia only four percent, thrombocytopenia only seven percent. So that 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 tells us that uh, this life-threatening toxicities, renal toxicity, uh, hematotoxicities, they are not so significant in this alpha therapy. Xerostomia, it is a big problem, but it is important to note that uh, 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 no serious adverse events or treatment-related deaths were recorded using actinium PSA. And this, in, this, this information, therefore, it, it's very timeless because it will also inform the optimum dosing study that is ongoing, that is investigating how we should go ahead with phase two um, uh, dosing. Uh, you, uh, the, the study is called action trial, and then the results will therefore come. So they really contribute to how this is going to be taking uh, uh, effect going forward. Xerostomia is a common treatment-induced side effect, and its prevalence increases with the number of administered treatment cycles. How much of a limitation to its widespread use could this be? Yes, xerostomia uh, is in this case, of course, a very limiting event, uh, and really, uh, it's, it's, as we treat this patient, we must speak to the quality of life. So we can't extend the overall survival, and yet we've got the poor quality of life. So we really, it's a limitation that we must address and understand is there because it can discourage the patients to embrace this important therapy. It can uh, uh, deter the uh, referrals, especially during the MDTs, if xerostomia is not discussed openly, and then it can discourage investors and the production of this product. So we need to understand the potential causes and, and mechanisms of xerostomia so that we can address it. And there are various updates, uh, uh, uptake mechanism of sanivarid lens. So that's important. So, and then of course, when you do that, we also have to have an objective way as the emissions of how to evaluate uh, and, and assess uh, xerostomia uh, so that it's not only a subjective weighing by the patient. That, that would help in having coordinated preventative measures uh, in, in this regard. And therefore, if we advocate using uh, actinium PSMA earlier, then we'll be knowing that uh, uh, we can tackle this uh, xerostomia, which is really the commonest adverse effect. How restrictive is the current limitation in actinium-225 PSMA supply? Really, I can't begin to really explain how important this is as well. I mean, really, we know that the, the expansion of this therapy uh, it's very limited. Various uh, centers have once again appealed and wanted to internalize actinium PSMA in their prostate cancer patients, but they couldn't because it's only a certain amount that is available to be given. This results in us having a longer waiting period, a long list of patients, and therefore they wait longer just the prognosis get worse. And then, of course, the issues of availability are a serious problem in this, in this particular instance. It additionally also limits the science part of it, how we treat these patients, in a sense that um, the frequency of the cycles currently, it's, it's, it's most in most centers, it would be after eight weeks, whilst it is possible that actually the ideal six weeks, but someone, this is uh, limited for us to explore eternally because of uh, the limited supply. And it also limits us uh, in uh, having other indications exploit, exploited fully, such as in neuroendocrine cancers, in glioblastomas, and in utilization with antibodies, which are becoming important in various cancers as well. And then, of course, 
it is uh, making it difficult for advocation to make uh, this kind of go to phase three trials and approvals because we've got to address the supply. But yet it also poses an advantage in a sense that we are not one or we can no longer rely on the single mechanism of uh, the two, uh, sodium 229 uh, generation of this. Uh, we, we should exploit other methods such as using uh, radium 226 accelerator based production. And there are various players, and I think next year we'll see, including also maybe late this year, we'll see various role players actually contributing to this, and that 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 will help in in meeting the global demand that is already there. Please describe some of the challenges which may still lie ahead. So I've said that thanks for this great opportunity. These are milestones. Standing, it's really uh, opened avenues and 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 showed great potential. And therefore, it may help with acceptance and, and showing the opportunities that are there with uh, uh, actinium uh, 225 PSLV. But yet, we've got to address only the issue of microdosimetry, given that there is a short part length of alpha-emitters in, 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 in homogeneous activity uh, distribution. So really, uh, we cannot take microdosimetric approach uh, easily. We must understand it well. We have to have an integrated view of radiobiology with continuous and heterogeneous abdoses. We must really understand the bystander cytotoxicities, the bystander immunity. So radiobiology is very important and really uh, there's lots of gaps that are really there that needs to be understood. We we have to speak to sequencing, as I have said earlier, as to whether we'll combine actinium with lutetium PSMB or one after the other, how are we going to address this using xerostomic, uh, addressing the xerostomy as well, how are we going to actually also on another step accept the sequencing of this therapy with other forms of therapies, be uh, chemotherapies, immunotherapies, how do we actually understand and, and, and really speak to sequencing. But we also then have challenges of how do we use then affect the, and the advantage of the high linear energy transfer with a shorter path length of actinium to address the combination therapies that has been there. We cannot be fearful about using combination therapies, but it would appear actinium has got an advantage, high energy pattern, but in a short space. So then in that way, it can actually be an ideal candidate for combination therapy, but it is still a challenge we must address. And then of course, the issues of waste, environmental issues, is something we must address, especially for the authorities, and then and, and ensuring that this is done safely. Which which means then we've got to have the education of using actinium PSMA very well. It has to be understood very well, and clearly uh, that's something that is it's 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 very critical, and and and, and we cannot uh, ignore this further. So uh, yes, those are the challenges amongst others that are there, but this is a great opportunity and a great therapy. Thank you so kindly. Thank you so much, Professor. It has been a real pleasure chatting with you today. Thank you for listening to this episode of In Conversation With. Remember, the full article is now available online on the Lancet Oncology website, and you can subscribe to In Conversation With the Lancet Oncology wherever you usually listen to your podcasts. Thank you.